Oh, hello, you guys. Oh, hello, you guys. I changed my picture twice in one week for my podcast, but I don't care because I'm still feeling it out. It's Curtis Alexander Sterna Man. Sterna Man, not Sturtleman, Coach Trout from Falcons when I was in sixth grade, which I later didn't find out. That was probably the biggest dig you had on me, calling me a turtle with the use of my last name. It's Curtis Alexander Sternerman, not Sturtleman. Sturtleman is probably the biggest burn I've ever received at the age where it went the most unnoticed for as long as it did. Curtis Sturtleman. Here we are. We're doing our thing. We're sitting down. We're getting it out. We're feeling it out. And we're talking it through because when it all comes down to what it really comes down to is what are you doing to make your life better? What are you doing to wake up each day, to look yourself in the mirror and to say to yourself today, damn it, today's my day. Today's my day. Something that's been helping me lately is the idea That no matter what my external world is providing me, I know what a good feeling is, and I know how I feel in those moments. So my job today, my job tonight, is to be relentless when it comes to viewing life as the challenge that it is. At times, sometimes it's rewarding. Because if you work hard enough at anything, you're going to get rewarded. But to see it as the challenge that it is, to rise to the challenge that it is, and to know that no matter what, no matter what, we are in this together. Because whether we like it or not, there is only one other kind that is like us. And it's us. It's a, I gotcha. Joke's on you. It's only us. There's only us. That we know of. Now, I'm not going to go down the crazy route of thinking extraterrestrial. I think that that idea is kind of like a given wow factor. I think there's a lot that goes into as soon as you look to the stars, the unknown, and you think, what if? It's kind of like, that's going to blow anyone's mind. But what I like to think is, what is it about our day-to-day? our world that seems to cause questions when we do kind of the same thing every day to a degree and we change it up of course we always have birthdays but what is it about our world that seems to still be unknown the ocean quick little fact for for everybody the ocean is still primarily for the majority of the ocean, undiscovered. And we're talking about by 2023, we're going to be able to have civilian space missions. And we don't even know if there's a monster squid that exists in the depths of what's on our planet. You know what? We got to figure out what we're going to do to, to stay, to keep, and remain happy. Happiness. What a crazy evolutionary development.
to be happy. Everybody deserves happiness. If you weren't somebody previously, and maybe today's the day, maybe right now's the moment that it all changes. But if you weren't somebody who woke up every day and said, you know what? Today is happiness day. And you got to get up. You got to give it up to SpongeBob. You got to give it up to the man in yellow. Best day ever. We've all seen the movie. He's on to something. You got to have the best day ever. But tonight, right now, it's going to be a little bit different. In the past, I just kind of roll into what I'm talking about. Like a slow turtle. Just trying to figure out what's going to pop up into my head. What stories I'm going to feel inclined to speak on. But tonight's a little different. There's an objective. We have an objective, people. My objective is to never forget the reality that no matter what we do, what we say, how we feel, who we are, who we interact with, we are in this together. We are doing it together. We are what we have. And then there's dogs and also cats. Not as much as dogs, but there's also cats. Hermit crabs, they're somewhere in there. I wasn't good at keeping mine alive when I was in fourth grade. I don't know what I did wrong. I gave him the water. I gave him the little pieces of lettuce. I don't know what I did wrong. But the good news is, everybody, the the good news is I organized some stuff today. It felt good to organize. If you don't organize your workspace, your workspace will organize you. That's probably not even anything. That would be a confusing fortune cookie, if anything. But I can't pretend like it doesn't affect me when... I'm running in the streets of Chicago, which by the way, yesterday, two days ago, I ran for the first time with my shirt off and I did it in the streets of Chicago. Wow, that felt good. What a minuscule accomplishment, but it felt oh so good. But I can't stand running in Chicago and you get that fat whiff of exhaust from that outdated van, but you know, life's a balance. Life is absolutely a balance. So here's the deal. I wake up every morning and I get out of bed and my thoughts on that are, what if I had to wake up every morning and walk six miles to get the water that I needed to drink that day? What if I had to wake up every morning and go down 10 miles to walk my imaginary kid to school because that was the closest education that we had to our village? What if I had to do those things? What would my life be like? Would I have the free time to think the things I do? Would I be as relaxed as I am right now? Probably not. 
But the beauty of it is that even though I'm not living that life, with the life I've been given, there's the opportunity for me to assist the life that needs those high demanding right away, right in the morning caliber type survival that I just don't experience. But how do I do it? How do I help? I can sit here and I can talk about it, but how do I do it? What do I do? Where do I go? Well, Right now, I'm at a time in my life where I'm trying to establish myself as a professional. I'm trying to establish my career. So how do I manage building a career, but giving back to not just a community, but to an entire different side of life? How how in the world do I manage that? Do I spend a lot of effort right now and save money so that maybe in the future I can go and take trips that would allow me the opportunity to help those in need. What do I do? Do I look into it more? Do I find the resources I need to to begin to help Why does it feel so good to just work as hard as I can and then relax when I can and then do the same thing over again? If we're so communal, then why don't I feel this burning need to go and help those less fortunate consistently to a point where it's effortless for me to think, of course, of course I have to go do that. Of course, I have to put my energy and my effort towards that. I went to Kenya two years ago. I went to Kenya with a mission group. And it was for the compassionate hands for disabled children. I went while I was working. I just finished working at UPS. And at the time I was working at UPS, I was in this kind of limbo of, I knew I wanted to go into some type of sales position. I have a finance degree, so I didn't really technically see myself as like a banker. I didn't see myself like showing up to like an office, a cubicle every day. I had a a job in the city for about a year. I went to a call center type situation and I didn't like it. So I thought if you're going to finance, you're sort of getting a taste of that. You either go into banking, right? Or you, you go into financial advising, which you end up just having clients come into your office and kind of talk through everything and build their portfolio and everything. But I didn't see that being something I wanted to do. Because of how cooped up I felt at my job in the city at that like call center. So what I did was I thought, 
as a big oaf o lineman, I thought, well, what's the last time that I felt fulfilled? I, I used my body like crazy. And so I went to UPS and I moved boxes and they, they, they label it like, like package handler. <laughs> I'm a package handler, but I'm a box mover. And let me tell you something. Don't take UPS workers lightly. Those men and women work harder than I would have ever thought. It's a militaristic type company, so they build up from within. And every time you see a UPS semi, a 53-foot semi, just know that when you're looking into that 53-foot trailer, you're looking at it. Inside that trailer is not this like organized shelving unit. It is completely empty. It was and it was my job, and it's the job of those who put those hours in and, and move those boxes and handle those packages to essentially build Tetris walls from the back, which would be where it, the front, where it connects to the cab, all the way to where you can just get the door to close. So I did that because I wanted to move. I wanted to be in a physical demanding, physically demanding role because I felt cooped up. And in the meantime, I also thought, great, I'm going to take, take some time here, have something to do, kind of get whatever I felt cooped up out of my body. And then I got into sales and, a, you know, personas. But when I was working for UPS, I, you know, just been say I was still at home. So I was saving up money. And I had enough. So when my mom, one of my mom's friends reached out and said, Hey, Carol, my sister-in-law works with this group with her church and they've got this trip coming up and they're going to Kenya. That was primarily a group of speech pathologists and special ed teachers. And then there was one other, there was one other guy, and it was the father of a future uh, special ed or or speech pathologist. Uh, she was she had just gotten out of school, so he wanted to go with her, and so it was just me and him. But we were the only guys that well, one we were the only guys, and then two we were the only people that weren't in the field of like helping specifically for the disabled aspect of the fact that we were going to this compassion hands for the disabled. So when my mom says, Hey, they're doing this. I said, I am very interested in going. First thing I thought of to be completely honest was the safari that would be there because I big planet earth guy. It's so my first thought was Africa. How many times have I seen Africa? How many times have I heard David Attenborough talk about Africa? I'm so in. So I say yes. We get on the conference call. We're in the basement of my mom's house, which was my room. Like I said, I love being a cliche. So we're in the basement. We're on the phone. And I'm all in. I am all in 
And so what happened was I had to get a passport. I had to do that. So now I've got a passport, which is super fun to have. I got my little Kenya stamp. That's exactly how the stamp sounded. And I go to Kenya for nine days, eight eight or nine days. And I did like the classic help with the mission group. I put in swing sets. I put in this like spin, like spinny carousel ride thing. Just the classic mission. I was mixing up concrete with a shovel, throwing water in it, mixing it up. I was moving dirt. I was moving stones. I was doing it all. And I did go to Nairobi National Park, and that was a great time. But going there, shell shock. Absolute shock. Reality shock. Whatever shock makes the most sense, I was shocked. Because I, I grew up in the suburbs. Go to Wyoming, right? That was the, the big journey for me, going to Wyoming. Ha! 13-hour flight, Kenya. So I go to Kenya. Amazing experience. What really stuck with me, and it was, I don't know if it's it's big or small, but it just stuck with me, is there was a group of like six women that, so there's like 200 and something kids that were in this foundation. It was started by a woman. So Kenya, little history lesson on Kenya when it comes to disability. They, some, some Kenyans believe that a disability means that there's a curse on the family. So if a a child with a disability is born, that means that the mom or dad had done something wrong in their life. And that's why the child has a disability. So they don't really take care of them at the level that you and I have seen throughout our lives. So when there wasn't this foundation, it's hard to speak on what happened when the foundation wasn't there. So this foundation grew and there's about 215 kids, I think, in total. Some are just active and the most happiest kids you could ever see. Some do struggle with mobility and that was where the people that went there kind of really took some strides with them as they were teaching them like, okay, even if they are just sitting in their chair, these are some things you can do to just still kind of, you know, move their limbs a little bit, get, get the blood flowing, just, just have some activity because it's always good. There's a lot of um, uh, mental benefits of just getting the body moving. So that was, I mean, they, they even went to the extent of like, they were finding like, if you get like a, an old, like a recycled water bottle and you put rocks in it and you cap it off and now you just have like, it, it's just anything to stimulate. It was just like stimulating things. So I, you know, I learned all that stuff, but my role was just, you know, I was big, big ox I was going there, just moving stuff around, just helping them kind of clean up the, the place. But these six women stood out. Because I go, we had to go kind of around this, this shed where they had their water supply to get water to start mixing with the concrete because, you know, they didn't have, I think I did see some concrete mixers like 
in the town because they were building a new road. So they like more like uti- for their, like utility. No, the construction equipment that you see when roads are being built here is like space age for how they had to construct new. I mean, they the way that they were building their main road when we were there was they were still at the point where they were breaking these big rocks with like pickaxes. And then from there, they would turn into rubble. And then from there, they'd have to, you know, then lay it down. Like seeing their their level of construction compared to what we have, they don't even have like street lights. It was like five in the morning. I'm going to get back to the six women. I promise. It was like five in the morning and we're driving on the main road and it was the weirdest thing because it felt like it could have been like midnight because there were no lights on the side of the road. The only lights that were light, like making it visible to and, and the the headlights are just beaming because it's the only lights that you can really see. But then you go like 30 yards from the, the street and then you have like little shops that were opening up for the day. So it's just you, you almost like it's like time traveling. I mean, it's but it's that eye opening like holy hell like we don't know we just we don't know and i come back home after the nine days and it's like the first thought i had was like fabricated it was honestly the first thought i had like our buildings have such sharp corners and everything's so clean and and pretty and and we have all this landscaping on the in the middle of highways and we have all and you go there and it's just like they're breaking rocks with pickaxes to 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 lay down a new level of road but we had to mix up concrete because we had to pour concrete we had to dig holes and then put the swing set into like the four uh poles of the swing set into these holes that we dug and then we had to concrete so they could you know when the kids would swing on them they wouldn't come out of the ground so we have to mix concrete with just like this concrete mix which I know that that's still used here because I've seen that where it's just like a concrete mix and you add water. I know that that's kind of how it's done, but we have to go get water. And so we go around the shed and I hadn't seen these, uh, these women yet, but there's just these like three long clotheslines and their only job is to do the laundry for the entire foundation, 215 kids. All they're doing all day is laundry because every single day the kids need new clothes. And that was just like, I was like, holy shit. That deserves the S bomb. (laughs) Like washing machine, right? That's all they do all day. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know why that stuck with me. I I don't know if it's because like, I sound like such an idiot right now, but seriously, I like, I saw that and I was like, (laughs) that's insane that, well, I mean, it's good that that many kids, right? That's awesome. But just that because of whether it was lack of funding for the foundation or just the lack of, uh, resources, utilities that they could use or that they had to use. It's just, that was just their job. 
and hang dry them and to like, and to wash them with like washboards. It was just like, it's 20, it was 2019, 2019. But I go to that. So that's what starts my whole, you know, thinking about like, you know, I've got response, right? I've got bills to pay. I've got things, you know, I've got things to, I know in one of the the podcasts I did, I talked about a parking ticket. I got a parking ticket yesterday. It was uh, street, <laughs> street cleaning again because uh, they're, you know, it's warming up. So I got a parking ticket because the damn universe heard me say <laughs> parking ticket. So, but listen, it's my little tangent there about Africa. Africa, Africa, my little tangent, because it's just, that got me so, I I mean, it was good and it was bad because it was just like, like I said, I came home and just to see like just such clean buildings, like just everything is so like art architecture here is so clean and precise and everything is just in its place and everything is, is just. I mean, the city is, the city's amazing. Like Chicago, there's so much going on. You can't even really like look at one thing and be like, I can comprehend that. Well, I mean, okay, take that with a grain of salt. And then you go to suburbs and you really start to see like everything is in its place. Everything is exactly where you think it would be. It's like a very cush, predictable type thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean that's just the that's the that's the uh, the tip of the iceberg. I mean that's nothing. I went to Kenya for eight nine. I mean the the church group that goes they're they're there constantly. We stayed at this like uh, where we stayed was, I think it was like a I mean it was like a religious hotel almost. I, I guess like I don't know. I think it was it's paid for through churches. We went to church because we had stayed there for a Sunday and it was in this big tent and we went there and just so, so alive, such a, like a, an alive experience. But when I went there, the one thing I was like, okay, I don't want to be, I don't want to be lazy. Like I want to like make sure that I, I can get like, I can, you know, I thought maybe I can like run you know, do like some running, like that'd be kind of cool. But they're like, yeah, don't leave the, uh, don't leave this area. Like, don't, don't leave the gates. Like, okay. But then on top of that, they were like, oh yeah. And by the way, at 10, you can't go on to the main floor because we let out our wild dogs. That's essentially our security system. And I think one of the nights, some dude tried to jump into the area like you try to jump over the fence and the dogs just go crazy and then on one of the last days because we we started to get familiar with the the two gentlemen who were driving us around you know back and forth from this hotel area to the the foundation and when i say hotel i'm not saying like it was like i've never been to a place like it so it's hard for me to even like explain it but yeah i mean it was uh i don't know I don't even know where to begin with that, but we started to get uh, friends with, become friends with the drivers, and and one of the drivers, I guess, he actually helped rate. Like, he he knew those those dogs as they were puppies, so he was jokingly like, 
yeah, let's go, uh, let's go see the dogs. And we go over and they're just in these like wooden boxes because they just keep them all cooped up all day. And we go over there just, just, <laughs> it's like wolves. Dogs are like wolves going crazy. But yeah, so I went to Kenya and it just, it just made me, it just made me start thinking about all this. And it was just the roads. The roads was just crazy. So there were two other things that kind of stood out. One was, and it's just kind of a, a side comment, you know, funny, kind of like not funny because of the situation that they're in. But uh, at Kenya's, I'd, I'd say for for whatever reason they see, we we're always told like when they see like foreigners, especially like Americans, they think that we're just all like the wealthiest people that exist in the world. So we were driving to... I think it was one of the last few days and we might have actually been going to the because you have to go to the national park early because that's when all it when it's cool out that's when all the animals are out so you actually have to wake up like 5 a.m to get there and we're heading there and it's, it's like i said it was dark there wasn't much going on uh as far as like you could see but we drive past this uh there's a there's a car accident with this guy on a motorcycle, which by the way, a motorcycle, they don't they don't give a shit. They just like weave everywhere. It's just so this guy got in a in a like car. Everyone was fine. But as we're like driving around the accident, my window's down. And I was on the passenger seat, which was on the left side. And the guy the guy sees this like van truck of all these white people, all these Americans. And in the middle of his car, <laughs> in the middle of like his car accident, like it had just happened, he actually turned to the window and he he asked us if we could give him some cash. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, I should try that. I should try that if I ever get in an accident. But it's just those. It's just those. It's so different that it was just like, oh, but it was good. I don't know how I did the 13 hour flight. But anyway, that trip made me think it's just like it was it took a lot to plan the trip for the group. I mean, they did such a great job with just being like, hey, you know, send us this money or, or send us this amount of money and just make sure you have like your passport and we'll get everything booked. But just the amount of work that they have to put into go on that trip. And and then you just think about like, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That is nothing at all compared to areas of the world that are going through tough times. And so I just feel like such an idiot sometimes when I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm like listening to this audiobook about like the universe and like all these these crazy facts about, you know, the world and existence and, you know, the the timeline of like. I learned that it's it, they're called hominies. So I guess we're like from a family of hominies, which just sounds funny because as soon as I heard that, I just thought like hominy, hominy, hominy. But who cares? Because if, who cares about all that? Because if we look at the world today, there's just such a vast difference. So who cares if it like, who cares about being able to try to find a unifying tie and feel connected to like at one point we were all like in it together. And then we just like <laughs> took off 
into all these different sections of like life and all these different, I mean, if you want to view it like levels, if you want to think levels. So I just, I, I, you know, I bring up the, uh, I bring up the African story because I just, I don't want to feel, I don't want to come across like I'm so like sheltered in it because I did experience like leaving the U S and not going to like a touristy place and, and seeing the world, uh, a different part of the world. And I don't know, like you could, there are people that dedicate their lives to like helping like Peace Corps. Right. But I, it's crazy. It's so, (laughs) it's so crazy. You know what I wish? I wish that like mental, uh, activity, like mental energy could like (laughs) do something, but it's all about action. You always have to take action. And it's just, there has to be so much action, but it's fun to think. It is so fun to think. It's kind of funny. Like <laughs> I'm doing this right now, like talking about how much I wish I could be doing. And it's like, well then <laughs> stop, stop talking to the microphone. You dummy, get out there to go do something, get after it. So I don't know, maybe, you know, I did, uh, I was working at the uh, Chicago food depository for a little bit. I was working out today and I saw something about it on the news and it was just really, you know, it was interesting because few times I watch the news and I actually uh, can, can like connect to what I'm being told. And so to see like Chicago food depository is like, is still feeding Chicago. So I did it a couple of times. Uh, I was just interested in volunteering. I was at a time in my life. It was, I think it was like, I act like it's so long ago. It was like, honestly, four or five months ago. And I just, yeah, I, uh, I volunteered with my dad and, uh, founders days. I I mentioned that in my, my last recording and it just, it, I miss the feeling of like, what, what's going to come to me if I don't worry about like how much I'm going to be paid for doing something. And so I, I ended up, I, I went on a win. I had no idea like what it was. I had not, you know, some idea when I, so I just Googled volunteer and then it said repacking, like food repacking. So I was like, okay, well that's, that seems like maybe like an assembly line, that'd be kind of cool. And so I go, and then it was essentially that. So I was randomly put, so I did it three times. And the first time I was randomly put in the pasta group. So they've got like pasta, bread, uh, produce, and so I was putting pasta. So they bring in like these box, like these bigger boxes of, well, the first time I did it. So the, okay. The first time I did it, it was, uh, uh, elbows. So like macaroni elbows and then, um, rice. So then like we finished the, the elbow boxes and then we, we started doing rice, but so they bring in these big boxes, like these crates of, and it's just a ton of boxes. And then you've got like three, no, you got four rolls that have to be filled in the, in the room. So the first roll, which is the one I did where, where you're just kind of the, the lifter. So you have to take, you have to lift these full boxes of pasta and you have to open them up and then you have to get them ready so that the people who are in the next station, which would be the scoopers. I don't know if these are the professional names that they're given, but the scoopers, you then have to put them in these individual bags that can only weigh between 2.98 
and 3.02 pounds. And then you twist them off and tie, and then and then you give that to the next people who they have to put a certain number of those bags into a new box because each of those bags of like three pounds of pasta is going to be split up into how they're going to make these like meal kits for when they give them to people who go to food shelters. So the whole like so uh, they have it in shift of three hours. So I did the first. It was like eight to eleven or something, and then they have another group come in like one to four. So I do the, so I'm just, I'm prepping the boxes and, and, um, we get through that and I like, I was cleaning up everything. I was like, what I ended up doing was, so when I first started the guy who had, I, he, he might've been there before because he was giving me direction at some point. He's like, yeah, you just have to get these boxes ready for them to start doing this. And I was like, okay, cool. What I started to notice though, is I would just be standing there with like nothing to do because once you give a box to like a scooper, They've, it takes some time for them to work through that whole box because they're, I mean, right. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get them like hooked up. I'm going to get like a few boxes ready. And then that way I can like focus on like if there's a spill. Oh, and then there's one more person who's making the boxes for the people who have to put the bags that of the, th- the three pound bags into those boxes to then re- Okay. So that was the fourth one. But I start to help them. Who cares? You will care because that's the job I did the second time. So I start to, uh, I mean, it was, I had those tables stacked and ready. I even like, you know, like uh, it's either really easy or it's a struggle when you put a new garbage bag into a garbage bin. You have to like put it around like, you know, it's either really tight or maybe it's too loose and you got to like tuck it under and everything. So it was that concept with these these bags of macaroni. So I would like put them around the box. It, it looked pretty good. But I like got all these tables set up. And so I don't know, just unnecessary details, but I did that. So was, and then the, the rice was like the last hour or something. So uh, the next time I go, I was the box maker and I made like 250 boxes. I just go like auto. I don't know. It's weird. I, it was so nice to just like get lost in like routine, just like fold, 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 fold tape flip fold fold so that was really fun i haven't done it my back started to hurt a little bit because i was you just stand there for like you got it and i was hunched over the tables were kind of low but i did that i thought that was kind of cool you know for for chicago but yeah i mean there are people that like dedicate their lives to to help and like volunteer and like help third world uh third world countries and into just kind of but what's the like, God, you know, it's like you just we you live life, right? I'm just I'm probably just going to cause like a future headache for myself, like thinking about all this stuff. But it's just this is the stuff where when I actually have the time to like get going and I get the motors going and I like I really start to think about everything. It's like, OK, so that's cool. I'm probably just going to like finish recording this and then listen back to it and be like, thumbs up, Curtis really nailed it. And then what am I going to do about it? You know, the, the work that I'm doing right now, the, the, the work that I'm doing right now is inspiring because it makes me think that for those who can, uh, who, for those who, cause for the majority of people, who have insurance, like health insurance, 
And there's a lot of us in the U.S. and all around the world. Now, granted, there are a lot that don't have insurance and there are a lot of countries that don't have those pieces of in infrastructure in place. But for those who do, the thing that I can provide, the thing that, no, I'll say that again, the thing that I sell, I guess, I don't know. I've been rethinking this whole sales thing, like how to, how to go about it. Sales is such an interesting, like, like I basically am like a contracted information holder of like a product. And then based on my drive and motivation, I then go out and I say, hey, I know this much information about this thing. It's my job to save you time and effort and money. So here's what I've got for you. I think you'd really benefit from it. But anyway, that's just kind of a side note. So, um, you know, what's, uh, you know, my, my dad was talking about it the other day. Purpose. What's my purpose? I don't know. I, I mean, I, that's a heavy, that's a heavy question. I'm 26. You know, I've got a dog that I've had since I was 13, which she looks great, by the way. I mean, that's, I don't know what to expect. 16, 17. I mean, she, she's a chocolate lab. So I, I mean, it's going to be, she looks just great though. And I, Hey, I'm not complaining about it, but she does look really good. But the, the work's not stopping. Time's not stopping. Things are just going to keep moving. You know what's really awesome is I sit here and I'm like, you know what? It's 2021. We're basically living. I mean, I don't even think I I know I don't think about it as often as it would probably help to just take a deep breath and just think. There's what sort of is there something to worry about? I don't I don't know. I I mean, yesterday I had. I had some gas and I thought my appendix was, was <laughs> I'm half kidding. You know, it was just, it was a different like pain. I called my mom and I was like, <laughs> I was like, mom, I've got this, like, it feels like a, like a sharp pain and it's always the right side. I know the appendix, when your appendix is ready to go, it's going to be right side abdominal pain. And so I was driving around. It was just this sharp, like, it felt like a toothpick from inside, just like just poking me. I was like, oh, God, here we go. And there's just something so funny to me about, like, with how much we know about appendicitis, that when it happens, you're just kind of like, damn it. I think it's the same with kidney stones. Damn it. All right, we got to do this. Let's get it done. But, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, 26. I... I just, I think that there is something really cool about the idea that whether or not I actually have like substance to provide, I can somehow just keep thinking of like the next word to say. And that in itself is just like, what is that? I don't know, but it's fun. It's like, a, it's like, a, I feel like it's a, a muscle or a tendon that doesn't get stressed often. So it's just kind of fun to see like, where is it going? 
what's going to happen next. But, you know, I, I've got to follow my line, right? Because if I worry about other people, I wrote a note in my phone, but I was just like, that's, I was going to start it with, I was going to start this whole thing with like, all right, I'm going to get like these very vague, ambiguous thoughts out of the way. So then I can just like go into just not feel this, you know, pressure to be like, I got something to to tell you guys. I've been really racking my brain for some things, but I didn't say it. And now I'm, I'm just like, uh, whatever. But the, uh, the comments like on social media, like whether it's Facebook or like Twitter or, and I know a lot of them, like some of them are just like funny and they're dumb and they're just like, just nonsense. But then there are some where people like truly feel the need to like step in and like correct somebody. And so I just thought that uh, I wrote in my phone, like social media took good Samaritan to a whole new level. Like for some reason, cause I was, I was in the gym and I was like, walking a certain I was like walking towards something and like this one person just like I don't know I don't know exactly what they did but the feeling I got was like wow I didn't really like I didn't you know that that came off a little whatever and then the immediate next thing feeling was like but who like (laughs) who the hell am I to like think that to think that I have to have a perspective that's like it was right or wrong and then I was like what because i i feel like sometimes uh i get that uh from other people too it's like you know you did something that i didn't like so i'm gonna react this way and i just thought what's the like resource we have that just took that concept and just acted as a catalyst for being this like constant quick trigger thing and it's these people that just go off on social media and just put so much energy into like a comment that by the time they actually post it is like 50 comments later than when they started typing it. And that level of satisfaction that comes from like hitting send and being like, got him. I'll never feel that. I don't know what that is. I don't know why that feeling exists, but I, I was walking home and I thought I just got to, I got to stay on my line. I got to stay on my line because that's the only way I'm going to be in the place of my life that is going to make sense to me. But that's a, a interesting thought because then it's like, well, is the, like, if, if I imagine I'm staying on this path, or I'm saying on this, this line is almost like string of my life. Then am I just like heading somewhere? And is, doesn't that, but then I, my second thought was, well, if every let's, okay. So let's say like, okay, I'm always trying to find like fundamental ways of thinking, like what's something besides like, you know, arms and legs and, and all like the physical commonalities that I have with everybody around me is what's like maybe like um a spiritual or, or I don't know because everyone's got their own you know spiritual journey and, and spiritual beliefs but I just thought okay so if the thought popped into my head that I'm on my line okay I'm on my path and then I was sitting at I was standing at this intersection and I was like the weirdest thing happened I'm standing at this intersection and I started to think if everyone had 
their own line or their own path. And all these, co- I mean, Chicago, I keep bumping the mic. All of these, like Chicago is such an amazing place to be when thinking about or wanting to think like bigger. Uh, I wouldn't say bigger because a tiny brain, but to think of things that are like fundamental because it doesn't take long for like me to be looking at something or to me to be thinking something while looking at something and then have something happen and be like, oh, okay, well, that doesn't fit. There's so many people that like <laughs> I've, I've yet to, to find a thought that is like tried and true for more than like 30 seconds. But I'm standing at the intersection, so I had a 30-second little gap here. And I was like, if every car that passes me, right, there's a there's a person in that car. And as soon as they pass me, it's like, boom, they're line, boom, boom, line, line, line. And I just like all these lines in front of me. And I've got my line. And before I know it, I'm like, the world is just like this tangled up ball of yarn. Like everybody is just going their own direction. Everybody's like getting zigzagged. Everybody's getting like wound up and everybody else that what if like all the lines just like beamed out, straightened out. And then everyone was just on their easy living, you know, lazy river type. Like it's just smooth sailing from there on out. And then as soon as I thought that, I'm like, okay, well, if you Google like (laughs) population counter, that never stops. I think there's like 100,000 new babies born every day. So then I'm thinking, how many new lines are being made as I'm walking? I'm just walking back home. It's like, baby, 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 all these new lines. And so the uh, it was it, for, for a brief moment, it was calm because it was like, you know, that's a pretty good thought. Like if I can just stay like, because if you think about, and then I, I thought about like the heartbeat. Okay, if you think about like when the heart starts to race, it just the, the the beats of it, the peaks and the valleys of it is just all over the map. But if you have this very calm rhythm to you, then it's just uh, you kind of you, you know what it is for me. And if you made it this far, I, I applaud you because I kind of went on a rant there. But what it is for me is when I'm calm, I can pick up on things and I can notice things and I can figure things out quicker. And so for me, I'm just always trying to find like the highest level of calm, which is kind of an oxymoron, because if you're thinking about like peak, you're thinking about like high intensity and low is kind of like relaxed and calm. But it's kind of like that. Damn it. It's the balance. (laughs) I hate balance. It's the balance of it. It's like this, this, you know what that? Okay, I'm gonna lose a lot of people on this one. I used to watch the Jimmy Neutron movie. uh, The movie before it became the TV show, we went to Oh, God, this just like opened up a huge story. So Cedar Point was a place that my family, we went there a couple of times growing up. And on the way there once, I remember I watched the Jimmy Neutron movie back to back to back to back. That was one movie. There's been one movie in my life that I memorized all the lines to and it was Jimmy Neutron. And there was a part in that movie where the blonde girl, Cindy, maybe Cindy, like her and Jimmy, they were like the the movie crush. And there was this purple drink in the movie. Um, it was based on an action figure. But it doesn't matter. But she drank this like, it was like Kid Red Bull. And then she was doing yoga. And I remember there was a scene where she's like, the balance of this drink plus yoga 
is perfect serenity. And that just, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine being like so riled up and then being like, and woosa. But that's really what the, uh, yeah, I guess that's, that, that's like the balance is I'm trying to like find, I don't know. But point of it is this idea of like, we're just all zipping around everywhere and we're getting tangled up and everything. Is it, uh, is there a, is there any basis for, cause it, it does feel good when like you, you're presented a problem, which you could essentially visualize as like this big ball of yarn. It's just this tangled up string that you have to like work through. I remember one time I cleaned my sister's room just because she was away at college. And I was just like, I liked cleaning at one point in my life. I mean, I was prescribed Adderall in college. So maybe it was just like an outlet for me to like get some of that or I don't take it anymore to get some of that organization out. And I found this necklace of hers when I was cleaning like off her desk. And it was the most balled up, tightly balled up gold necklace I think exists in the world at the time. And trying to like untangle these tiny little chains. I've got pretty big hands, tiny little chains and just undo this mess. There was satisfaction in that just to like find that loose. Once you like unkink a, a part of the, the chain and then you, you start to pull it out and then you start to follow it through and then you bring it back under and you just start to untangle this. There's satisfaction in that because you're presenting this complicated mixed up just mess of a situation and you just start working through it and you start to iron it out and you start to clean it out and i just thought that when i had thought that about like what was going on in the old ticker you know in, in you know inner i guess it just felt soothing it was like okay so pull the pull the string find the place where it's going to let up some of that tension and then I thought, well, what about, you know, me interacting with other people and, and how we're all kind of on our own little string? And I mean, that just makes me think of like the Disney movie Hercules, where they the three uh, witches that shared the one eyeball. <laughs> Freaky. It's one of my favorite Disney movies, though, when they're like they cut your string when, when your time's up. So I should I should. <laughs> just ADD just madness just all over the place it's kind of fun though you know like just <laughs> where's my mind going but I can also focus which is just crazy it's like a whole this whole little like these recordings for me is like this whole section of a part of my thinking that I just I'm so glad I get to like come to a place and I you know I can like stress the focus the strategy the the organization everywhere else in my life and then come here and have it be like this just unloading. So I hope that convinces anybody who thinks that um, I don't pay attention or, <laughs> or I don't know how to focus. I do. I do know how to focus. This is just really fun. So again, I'm at, I'm, <laughs> I'm by myself. I'm chilling. I'm having a good time. I made it to an hour. Well, just about. And it is Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't know what that noise was, but on that, good night.